0: Join me now and every week to discover the beauty, joy and peace that lies just underneath. Good evening everyone, welcome to meditation. I'm Sujantra. Did anybody, is it, is anybody here for the first time tonight? Any first time people? Okay, great. And if you're here for the first time, did you get the little blue booklet? Yes, did anybody not get it? Okay, great. So welcome to Tuesday night meditation. We also have a Monday night meditation in North Park and a Thursday night meditation in... Uh, the kirtan on Thursday nights in the East Room. And then if you enjoy yoga, the yoga practice, I now teach uh, Yoga One, which is, can be an entry-level yoga. Yoga One on Mondays here at noon and in North Park at 4 o'clock, 4 p.m. So if you want to explore yoga and, and integrating that aspect of yoga into your practice, you're very welcome. Tonight I've chosen a poem by Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who lived um, in the 1800s, and he and Thoreau and the transcendentalists—they all lived in Concord, Massachusetts. They were some of the first Americans to explore the um, the philosophy of India through the Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavad Gita, and the. Upanishads. So the Upanishads are ancient, short phrases full of spiritual wisdom. For example, one of them we've done a chant to, oftentimes here at the meditation, which is satyam eva jayate, which means truth alone triumphs. Truth alone triumphs. So the power of truth. <clears throat> and sometimes in, in our day-to-day world, it's hard to believe that because it all, so often seems that the people who get ahead or the vehicle used by people to, for power and things like that is untruth, is to not tell the truth. But the spirituality says that ultimately, truth triumphs. Ultimately, truth is the, the more powerful force because it's, it's aligned with the universal force. And so... This poem Brahma is <clears throat> Brahma in the Indian tradition is the uh, is like the word God or the ultimate um, energy of the universe, and so we'll just explore this poem a little bit before we go into the meditation. <clears throat> and one of the principal ideas here in this poem is that <clears throat> we as human beings often get lost in the dualities of life. I'm a good person or I'm a bad person. Um, pleasure, pain. Masculine, feminine. Old, young. So our sense of reality is naturally very tie- very tied to the physical reality. But as you go deeper in meditation, you start to connect with a deeper dimension of yourself and a deeper dimension of reality, and that's where you start to experience a realm deeper than duality. Duality still exists, but as you start to go deeper, you realize duality is one way to look at things, but there's also a deeper transcendent reality. And so the poem is Brahma. If the red slayer thinks he slays, or if the slain think he is slain, They know not well the subtle ways I keep and pass and turn again. So I, this is is Brahma speaking in the poem. If the red slayer thinks he slays or if the slain think he is slain, they know not well the subtle ways I keep and pass and turn again. Far or forgot to me is near Shadow and sunlight are the same. The vanished gods to me appear. And one to me are shame and fame. And one to me are shame and fame. They reckon ill who leave me out. When me they fly, I am the wings. I am the doubter and the doubt. And I the hymn. The Brahmin sings. The Brahmins are the were the priestly class in India. The strong gods pine for my abode and pine in vain, the sacred seven. But thou, meek lover of the good, find me and turn thy back on heaven. The strong, God, the strong gods pine for my abode and pine in vain the sacred seven. But thou, meek lover of the good, find me and turn thy back on heaven. So the whole idea of if the red slayer thinks he he slays or if the slain thinks he is slain, that's a reference to the Bhagavad Gita, one of the ancient scriptures of India, where a spiritual teacher is explaining to a student the... Uh, the cycles of life, and how life and death come and go, but the soul is eternal. So the soul never is slain or never dies. The soul lives on eternally. And again, that's another way to think about what you're trying to experience in meditation, is the soul within yourself. And then the line "Far or forgot," to me is near. Far or forgot." And there's a beautiful Beatles song where they express the same idea that for the yogi in deep meditation, whether something's far away or it's right here, it's all the same because you're connected in with consciousness, which holds all things. And then the vanished gods to me appear and one to me are shame and fame. One to me are shame and fame. And so that's very pertinent because you can just look at your own life and realize how those two things pull and push you. You know, what you do so that you're not embarrassed, or that, so that, or what you do so people think a certain way about you, or what you do striving for something like fame that you think would make you happy, or wealth, material possessions. And so again, that duality, that at that deeper level, whether, whether you're shamed by something or it makes you famous, can you get to a place within yourself where there's that awareness of your deeper self. And so you can go through life's experiences, learning as much as you can, but not being racked by experiences, by keeping your your centeredness. Far or forgot to me is near, shadow and sunlight are the same. The vanished gods to me appear, and one to me are shame and fame. And so then when we're deeper in our meditation, I'll, in, I'll read a couple of these uh, little sections, a couple of these little lines, and if you want, you can use them as a mantra. Take them into your... Um, at that time at, By that point, you'll be in a very internalized state, and you can take some of these phrases. Choose one of the phrases. I'll say a few. Choose one, and you could use it as a mantra to hold your mind and awareness on that. And so if you are here for the first time, just to reemphasize... We offer um, a real uh, wide range of meditative experience on these evenings. So we'll go through breath control, um, internalized mantra, some outer concentration. So you get a feel for many different aspects of meditation. OK. And then throughout, we dim the lights a little bit, have a nice um, projector of nice nature images. So. If you want some imagery to bring into your awareness, or you just would prefer to have your eyes open and gaze at something, uh, you can use the imagery. All right, so beginning by sitting up nice and straight. Lengthen your spine. And in fact, bring a gentle opening of your chest so you extend your spine. So extension, lifting up as high as you can and then curving your back a little bit like a cat so you get that roundedness. Do that a few times, arching, opening, then curving. And then ending with your spine just nice and straight. And open and close your jaw a few times. A lot of times there's subtle tension in our jaw, things we wanted to say during the day but didn't. So moving your jaw around, opening, closing. and then just finding a resting position for your jaw and doing the same with your eyes. So you're holding your head still, but move your eyes over to one side as if you're looking out of the corner of your eye. Then move them over to the other side. Back to center, then up. Down. and Then try and make a circle with your eyes. So circle one way. We often don't think about really controlling our eyes. So circle one way and circle back the other. Now that you've become aware of your eyes and move them, when you come back to center, either gaze up slightly so that you're gazing at your third eye, which is in between your eyebrows and just a bit above. Or again, you can have your eyes a little bit open and gaze at the, the picture or the candle flame. Rest your hands on your thighs, either palm up or palm down, your choice. And your hands are going to slide a bit, little bit as you do the next exercise. As you breathe in, your shoulders come forward and up. As you exhale, shoulders back and down. Keep that cycle going, link to your breath. So the inhale is shoulders forward and up. Exhale, shoulders back and down. So learning to connect breath and movement is a big part of yoga classes, and leads to, be able, leads to being able to control your mind and emotions through breath. So on your next exhale, keep your shoulders back and down, keep a little energy in your spine. And now turn your hands, palms up on your thighs. And either leave your palms open, or you can touch your pointer finger to the tip of your thumb or your middle finger. So do whatever position you choose, whatever mudra you choose, have the same on both hands so you have that symmetry. And now take your three deepest, longest breaths of the day so far. Fill in with as much air as you can. If possible, breathing in and out through your nose. Now we'll move into conscious relaxation. As you breathe in, become aware of the muscles in your forehead and around your eyes. As you exhale, let those muscles release and relax. Breathing in an awareness of the muscles in your cheeks and jaw. Exhaling, feeling those muscles melting. If you start to feel yourself falling asleep or daydreaming, lift and lengthen your spine and or open your eyes a little bit to keep conscious and alert now as you breathe in become aware of the muscles in the back of your neck and shoulders exhaling feeling those muscles releasing On your inhalation draw your breath up into your upper chest so you feel your chest opening and expanding on the inhale. As you exhale releasing muscles in your chest. Also try to feel that release moving all the way into your heart. Our heart takes on tension just like any muscle. As you breathe in, feel that expansion, that openness in your chest, and as you exhale, let that peacefulness flow down through your solar plexus, through your abdominal region, and let that peace settle all the way in the base of your body. Now choose one other area of your body where you feel or suspect there's tension or holding. It can be on the surface or deep inside your body. Use the same technique. As you breathe in, bring awareness. As you exhale, release. From here we'll move into concentration, starting with visual concentration. Either continue to keep your eyelids closed and gaze up towards your third eye in between your eyebrows and visualize something there like a candle flame or a beautiful orb of light or a flower. Or you can open your eyes Choose a darker spot of bamboo flooring, candle flame, or an image on the wall. Key thing is just to keep your eyes still and calm. Keep your eyes still and calm. Eyelids either open or close your choice, but shift your awareness to sound, specifically the sound of the flute. Now we'll use a mantra. You'll choose a mantra. If you have one in your life already, you can use that. Or I'll give a few suggestions from the writing, from the poem. And once you choose, what you're going to do is each time you inhale, you're going to repeat the phrase or the word inwardly. And as you exhale, do the same. So you're not creating any outer sound. Your lips might still be moving. Or see if you can make your lips and tongue completely still while you inwardly repeat the word or phrase. So some options. Simply the word Brahma or God. Far or forgot to me is near. Shadow and sunlight are the same. One to me are shame and fame. Brahma, far or forgot to me is near. Shadow and sunlight are the same. One to me are shame and fame. Lover of the good. Lover of the good. So linking the inner repetition to your breath. Now, in whatever way you want, allow the phrase to morph into a positive image. And with your eyes closed, using your imagination, project that image so that you can see it internally. Either in your third eye area or deep inside your heart. So allow the mantra, the phrase, to morph into a positive image that you associate with the passage. Hold your awareness on the image. And either let the mantra go and just focus visually, or hold on to the mantra, adding in the visual image. Now take the next two or three minutes and continue with the mantra or the visual image or any feeling or emotion that's uplifting for you. Concentrate in on that. So allow your meditation to take any form that moves you towards your inner longings. sound for the last part of our meditation and try to incorporate the sound as much as you want to into your meditation. Begin by adding humming to your exhalation. Feeling the sound vibration in your body as you exhale. now in your exhalation, create the ah sound. Start with the hum and move into the ah. Allow the ah to open up into the O oh sound, oh. and then bring your lips together to complete the OM. Far or forgot to me is near. Shadow and sunlight are the same. The vanished gods to me appear, and one to me are shame and fame. And so a mantra can be a syllable, it can be a word like, or a seed sound like om, or like we did tonight, you can choose a beautiful, inspiring poem and choose a little section from it or a little phrase that moves you and bring that into your internal space. And so possibly starting your meditation with some poetry, move your mind into those meters and rhymes can bring a lot of peace. And for me, I use the, I use the uh, one, uh, one to me are shame and fame. And as, as I was repeating it, it reminded me of something I'd read in Carlos Castaneda uh, years ago. Carlos Castaneda was before Eckhart Tolle or um, it's like in the 70s. He wrote about shamanism. But one thing his shaman teacher taught him was whenever you have to make a decision or if you're ambivalent about something, just imagine that death is, is, has taken the form of a bird and death is sitting on your shoulder. And, and it reminded me of the shame or fame because a lot of times we want to do things in life or we're deep down we have an eagerness to do things but we doubt ourselves or we think, well, what are other people going to think? Or what if I fail? Or what if I end up you know, looking like a knucklehead? Or, you know, so we're, we're really afraid of shame. Or we don't do certain things because we think you know, it's not big enough, or it's not grandiose. Or... And so, but with, with death as your advisor, that was the idea, that death is on your shoulder. And death is your advisor, so you have to make a big decision and realize life may end at any moment. And so to really do what's in your heart and not be swayed by what other people will think. So, one to me are shame and fame. All right, thank you. Good night. Namaste. Namaste.